BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, News Roundup, Information Overload Hour, toll free. It's 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program, we'll get to your calls at the bottom of this half hour. Uh, obviously, the media, they're not very smart. We know that. We know that they're they're corrupt. We know that Biden gets a pass on everything. I mean, he was in the candidate protection protection program. Now he's in the the presidential protection program. Joey took a little day off and he needed a rest. He worked really hard last week. So he's in Delaware and Vladimir Putin is threatening to nuke the world. I'm like, oh, okay, that's where you really belong, Joey. Um, And so I watched the president's speech, meaning Donald Trump's speech at CPAC. I watched the whole thing start to finish. And the president couldn't be more clear on what an evil and hostile actor Vladimir Putin is. And but the media wants to hope harp on the fact that, well, Putin is smart and our leaders are dumb. Let's start with the second part of that. Our leaders are dumb. The fact that Joe Biden inherited energy independence, as we've been discussing all day, and Joe Biden inherited a country, America, that was a net exporter of energy. And Joe Biden artificially reduced the world supply of energy dramatically and the same Joe Biden is the one that blocked the Keystone XL pipeline. But he did give Vladimir a waiver around the exact same time to build his Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Uh, Joe Biden put new drilling efforts in Alaska on a permanent hold, including Anwar. He disrupt, disrupted entirely new exploration and development auctions in the rest of the country, suspended new exploration on federal lands, and even, you know, is hurting the natural gas production in America as, as well. At a point where we ought to be ratcheting up to the highest level possible, warp speeding, if you will, energy production, not only for our own national security purposes, it would be great to to help drop this 40-plus-year high of inflation. Everything costs more. Why? Because Joe artificially raised the price of energy dramatically by reducing our output. Now, when you reduce the world's supply and the demand, let's say, remains constant or even increases, uh, what does that do to price? What's Economics 101 say? Supply and demand crisscross and dictate the price. You reduce the supply, demand remains constant or increases, you're paying a lot more for gas. Now, that's the lifeblood of the world's economy, as I always say. So that means that's why you're paying, on average, about a buck fifty more a gallon when you fill up. That's why you're paying more to heat your home this winter. You'll pay more to cool your home this summer. And that's why everything you buy at every store you go to costs more. It's simple math. It's not hard. So our politicians doing this, that is a very dumb move. Now, when the president who condemned Putin is evil, nobody wants to focus on that part. He says, ah, Putin's smart. Putin, in other words, Putin saw an opening. He saw America capitulating to these climate change alarmist cultists, the new Green Deal socialist Democrats. He sees the reduction of the world supply, and that means that Joe's policies has helped make Russia 
and and Putin rich again. And he's also forced our allies to be more reliant on Vladimir Putin. Fully 40 percent of natural gas that goes into Europe comes from Russia. Not a good place for it to come from, especially when we have more natural resources than the entire Middle East and Russia combined. And we could be supplying them. And in the meantime, it'd be great. We wouldn't have to care about the Straits of Hormuz. We wouldn't have to care about the Middle East. We wouldn't, wouldn't be begging OPEC. Please, please increase production. We wouldn't be taking in and, and importing 232 million barrels of oil from Vladimir. All those things would go away. Joey even imported a million barrels of oil from Iran, which nobody seems to care about but me. And we hadn't done that since 1991. Great job, Joey. So when Donald Trump says Putin is smart and our leaders are dumb, let's start with the second part. Our leaders are dumb. Now, when you say Putin is smart, he's recognizing the evil. He said it of Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin, I have said forever, he is a hostile actor. This is a hostile regime. This is an enemy state. And because of Joe's weakness and his economic and energy policies, He's now created this dependence where the one sanction that would have worked, that is imports, exports of energy. That's the one sanction that he's not imposed on Vladimir. Well, that negates any other sanction that exists on Russia because that allows the free flow of money into the coffers of this corrupt, maniacal dictator, this murdering thug who invaded a sovereign country. How hard is this to understand? Here's what President Trump said. Yesterday, reporters asked me if I thought President Putin was smart. I said, of course he's smart, to which I was greeted with, oh, that's such a terrible thing to say. (laughs) I'd like to tell the truth. Yes, he's smart. The NATO nations, and indeed the world, as he looks over what's happening strategically with no repercussions or threats whatsoever, they're not so smart. They're looking the opposite of smart. If you take over Ukraine, we're going to sanction you, they say. Sanction? Well, that's a pretty weak statement. Putin is saying, oh, they're going to sanction me. They sanctioned me for the last 25 years. You mean I can take over a whole country and they're going to sanction me? You mean they're not going to blow us to pieces, at least psychologically? The problem is not that Putin is smart. Which, of course, he's smart, but the real problem is that our leaders are dumb. (laughs) Dumb. So dumb. There's ways to stop this. Now, I've been I've been saying it in no uncertain terms. You know, Bill Maher on his show has this thing. New rule. I have a new rule. If you're a murdering tyrant and you invade a sovereign country and you kill innocent people, you forfeit your right to lead any country. Miranda Devine is with us, um, author of The Laptop from Hell, a, a bestseller, and, of course, columnist for the New York Post. Uh, you dealt with this as well, and uh, apparently maybe we're the only two people that understand Donald, what Donald Trump was saying, perhaps more than the corrupt media that wanted to spin it in an entirely different direction. Uh, your thoughts on all of it? Well, look, uh, I mean, obviously we know that Joe Biden is compromised when it comes to both Ukraine and Russia because 
millions of dollars was sent into his family and their friends' coffers uh, during the time that he was vice president, and they only got paid money uh, because he was powerful. So um, that is something that I think uh, I cannot believe the rest of the media has been ignoring. But having said that, you know, at a time of war and peril, um, you know, I, I think it, we should be careful about criticising the president. Um, too much because I think the time for that comes afterwards. But obviously, Joe Biden has projected weakness to the world. That was hey Miranda. If he's going to tell us something that is factually inaccurate, the toughest sanctions we're going to implement the toughest sanctions, and he doesn't implement any sanctions on the lifeblood of Putin's economy, and that is the importation and exportation of energy. Then how is it possible? To take that seriously, that, that you know, that's like taking a little feather and rubbing it on Vladimir's nose and saying, there you go. Stop now. You got to be a good, good Vladimir, good murdering dictator, Vladimir. Um, it doesn't work if you don't stop the flow of money. Why is it? Why can't we say what is so obviously true? Well, I think the original sanctions were weak, like a feather, like you say. Uh, but I mean, Europe has stepped up since and, you know, Germany has uh, said Nord Stream 2 is no longer happening. Um, what, a, and, what about Nord Stream 1, Miranda? Yeah. And no one's look, mentioning no, that. Right. And the, the real, the, look, the root of the problem is that we had energy independence under Donald Trump and Joe Biden on his very first day decided to start issuing executive orders to stop that. And that is what these global climate alarmists want. They want fuel to be more expensive. This is part of the plan because they want us to use less fossil fuel. And then that you saw Jen Psaki on the weekend say, oh, no, uh, you know, because Tom Cotton and others have been saying we need to quickly improve and increase our own domestic oil production so that we cannot be reliant on Russia and so that our allies in Europe don't have to be reliant on Russia. America has bountiful, plentiful supplies, but no, Jen Psaki is there and she's the mouthpiece for Joe Biden, obviously. And she is saying, no, we don't want people to be using fossil fuels. We don't want them to be using oil. Well, what are they meant to use? This is so disastrous for our economy and it has weakened us and it has allowed Russia, because oil is now up to $100 a barrel, that's when Russia felt emboldened because the money is flowing into his coffers and now he takes over Ukraine and the very, you know, a lot of, not just Miranda, oil, but also it's fair to say that his policies are NATO allies policies and our Western European friends policies have made Russia and Putin rich again. There's a tape I ran on the TV show last week and I ran it on this radio show, but it's better on TV. It's visual. And that was Donald Trump without a single note in front of him, just beating the living Adam Schiff yeah. out of the leader of NATO over the how stupid they are. Uh, and let me get this straight. We're paying more to defend Europe from Russia, uh, and you're not even paying your fair share. And then on top of that, countries like Germany are doing multi-multi-billion-dollar deals, making Putin rich again. Tell me how that makes sense. And the guy would try to answer, and he could sounded like an idiot, because there is no answer to that, because it makes right. no sense. And this is now where we find ourselves. 
Well, and the problem is, again, it's this climate alarm that's been going on for over a decade. Um, it's a, a money-making scheme for certain people. It's about um, destroying our economies because that is what will happen. We can't all drive electric cars. Something has to produce the electricity. Windmills aren't going to do it. At least this time, maybe people will start realising that the climate alarm stuff is not some harmless little uh, luxury. It actually is a dagger at the heart of our economy. You know, and then that's the scary part. Quick break more with Miranda Devine. Then your call's coming up 800 941 Sean, our number if you want to be a part of the program. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, as spring unfolds, well, the warmer breezes... It is time to embrace the comfort of your own backyard. Look, folks, I have found a game changer for your home oasis, and that is the Michael Phelps Swim Spa by Master Spas. Now, this is the ultimate two-for-one deal. You get a luxurious hot tub that meets an elite exercise pool. This is not just relaxation. It's a first-class experience in the privacy of your own space. Linda knows from experience because she has the Michael Phelps swim spa from our friends at Master Spas. What's it like when you get in the warm, hot water? You know, it's so funny, Sean. Like when I first got this, I I thought there's no way we're going to use this all year round. But we do. We use it all year round, whether it's 20 degrees out, whether it's 100 degrees out. That hot tub, that Michael Phelps swim spa, it is awesome every time. The kids love it. Anthony and I love it. And we're in it all the time. Great for exercise, great for relaxing. We just can't get enough. And I highly recommend it for anybody because you'll get so much use out of it, 365. Just go to masterspas.com, enter the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner for up to $1,000 off your Master Spa. Exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand that I trust. That's masterspas.com. And as we continue, Miranda Devine is with us, author of the bestseller, Laptop from Hell. What's so frustrating to me, and we had Kelly Trubaca on, who's the candidate challenging, Republican candidate challenging Lisa Murkowski. And we have so much in terms of natural resources. And I had Rick Perry on last week. We'll, we'll get him on radio this week. And he was on TV and he's saying, Sean, we've got more than 100 plus years of natural energy resources for this country. Now, I'm all for all of the above. If you find me a cheaper form of energy, you know, not these idiotic windmills and solar panels that are inefficient, don't work, and it's a pipe dream as of right now. But if you come up with a real solution, which I, I believe in innovation and the creativity, and, and one day we'll get there. But in the meantime... Sure, nuclear. Nuclear power is exactly. the only solution. And Europe has... Well, France hasn't, but Germany's been busy getting rid of its nuclear plants because, again, for some reason, there's this unholy alliance between the climate alarmists and the anti-nuclear people. 
Well, I mean, I don't get it at all. I mean, so we can't drill, we can't frack. Well, coal mining's out of the question. Nuclear's out of the question. So I guess, you know, we're, now we're going to allow. And explain that. I'm going to ask you one last question. If if Mother Earth is the argument of the, the new Green Deal socialist climate alarmist cult, okay, what difference does it make to Mother Earth if the oil, the barrel of oil comes from the Mideast, <laughs> comes from Russia, or comes from the U.S.? Wouldn't it have the same impact on the on Mother Earth, no matter where you drill it? Yeah, all comes from Australia, which has lovely clean oil. I mean, some places have nicer oil than others. Um, and gas is cleaner, you know, if you're worried about um, carbon emissions. Gas is a beautiful uh, fossil fuel. They, they don't care. They just want us to not have a life. They want to kill the middle class. That's what they're doing. They still, you know, they'll still fly around these climate alarmists like John Kerry and Mark Zuckerberg and uh, the rest of them will fly, Prince Harry, fly around in, in private jets, which uses more more gas than, you know, one... Yeah, by the way, SUV I'd be fine with it, but stop years. lecturing us about our SUVs. Exactly. I mean, I, well, go go fly wherever the hell you want. I don't care. Mm. None of my business, but stop lecturing me. Um, yeah. I think we can point the finger directly at Joe Biden for the fuel price uh, increases, and that is fueling um, a third of inflation. And he pretends that he's trying to do something about it by tucking into our oil reserves. No, he's now blaming Putin for inflation. That's the big. That's his big gambit. You. Watch that's a band-aid, Miranda. Opinion. You know it, and I know it. Yes. It, it. Oh no, it's not true. It's just not true. This is what they've laid down the premise uh, well before. This is his get out of jail free card. He thinks. And you watch State of the Union. He will get up. He will boast about it. He will say what a marvelous job he did uniting, uh, you know, America and its allies in NATO, and what a great statesman. And you know what I'm going to be doing when he's doing that. <laughs> I'm going to be in the bathroom vomiting. <laughs> you and 60% of the country. He is a Miranda, lot the book is called Laptop from Hell. Thank you. You're the best. 800-941-SHAWN is our number. Quick break. Right back. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. Well, Jill Biden had a Joe Biden moment while introducing Kamala Harris. Listen. And is proud to be the first, but not the last. <laughs> ladies, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the president of the, the vice president of the, <laughs> I just said that to make you laugh. <laughs> Yeah, the vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris. Uh, it, the Biden spent the weekend. Where were they, Linda? In, oh, that's right. Putin is now putting nuclear forces on high alert, escalating tensions. And where was Joe this weekend? He was in the Situation Room, right? He was in the White House, in the Oval Office. Oh, yeah, no. it was that makeshift Oval Office they have in his library in his house. Yeah, he was sleeping. All Such weekend. a joke. It's 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 not a the problem. You know what the problem is? It's not a joke. I'm telling Remember you, when I made I, the decision. I, I said can't. I can't make fun of this anymore. And you, no. you said you said to me, "Why?" I said, "Because it's not funny anymore." I mean, I don't know that montages. it's ever been funny, but sometimes well, you got to laugh to get through things, and this is yeah, pretty hard. I mean, imagine if it was Trump, the media would go insane, right? And here you have this cognitive mess, and he's he's deteriorating before our eyes. I mean, yeah. this 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 struggle that he has is that bad. And we're watching this unfold in real time, and it's degenerative. If you have that condition, it's obvious he's he's getting worse, 
and everybody's covering for him. You know, there really ought to be a question. Who knew what about his health and when? Are we ever going to ask that question? No. Dr. Ronnie Jackson says it is getting worse every day, and he should take this cognitive test that Donald Trump took and aced. Why don't they make Joe Biden take that test? I don't think he answered 10 questions correct. He can't even he can't even pronounce the words that are written on a screen for him. <laughs> he really has bad. I mean, moments. he really can't. By the it's, way, I've had my bad nights occasionally with a teleprompter. I, I have. Well, it's everybody rare. who reads teleprompter, it's not easy to read a teleprompter. It's hard. Uh, for me, it's I could do it in my sleep, but just you just not focus that day. I'm tired. I'm worn out. Whatever it happens to be. I'm I'm literally spending every second on everything other than the show because of all the crap that people throw on me every day. And so those are the days like, okay, what what am I doing now? And I like to, you know, my routine. I like to really focus. Sorry. Go ahead. Listen, you, you do great with teleprompter. You have been doing it for years. But my point is, you know, Joe Biden is good at nothing. He's been good at nothing for 47 years. It's not going to change in year 48. Now, not only is he not good at anything, but he's not good at anything and he's losing his mind. So it's like the combination of like, well, you were already terrible. Now we're going to take away all of your basic faculties and we're going to ask you to run, you know, and be the leader of the free world, which clearly he's not. I mean, even his wife knows that. And she's accidentally announcing, you know, the know. vice president who we know they all hate each other anyway. They all it's hate just, each other. It's absurd. And the problem is, is while this is happening, I, I'll be very honest with you. I have a lot of mixed opinions on what is happening with Ukraine and Russia. But putting all of that aside all I can think about is these kids saying goodbye to their parents because they're going to go in and be a part of the civilian army. And the pictures of the kids that are either dying, getting hurt, caught in ricochet. They're saying the crying and everything's on video. I mean, the thing that I don't understand is somebody is standing there videotaping this. And I don't, I, I don't I get it twice about sending you the video today of that six year old girl that was murdered. And because you have a six year old little boy at home. And yeah, he's asking me. He's like, what's going yeah. on? Well, you know, because he sees me and he sees us doing the news and what I'm talking about. And he goes, why are the soldiers fighting? And you know what I told him? I said, greed. I said, these are the greediest people in the world. Your life is cheap. They don't care. This is money and oil. That's all this is. Yep. And he said, I thought that people fought for freedom. I said, no, honey, that's not what's happening here. Listen, I'm not standing with the, the government. I'm not defending this government in Ukraine because they've been corrupt for years. We saw that on tape with Joe Biden. You're not getting a billion unless you fire the prosecutor. Son of a bee, they fired him to protect his son that was being investigated. And and Ukraine has had their corruption. I'm, I don't care about their government so much, although Zelensky... There's been a couple of moments that I said, you know, he's showing some promise. I don't know him and I don't want to know, frankly, anybody in Ukraine. But to watch the people suffer, to see the blood on the faces of people that were bombed needlessly, the people trying to resuscitate this young girl, they're crying because this this is a six year old kid. That Vladimir murdered, which is hence I go back to my rule that if you're a murdering tyrant and you invade a sovereign country, albeit I don't like Ukraine's corruption and you kill innocent people, you forfeit your right to be the leader of any country. That's it. Go ahead. My point. I agree with everything you just said. Um, There are some mixed reports on what happened with those soldiers on that island and if they survived or if they didn't survive now. And I'm not sure where that stands. And I'm going to look into that and try to find out the truth behind that. I heard that only earlier today yeah by the looks of it 
I think the original reporting was correct. If it's if it's in fact true that they survived or some of them survived, I want to know, too. It would be uh, great if they did. I'm not sure oh, if they're keeping that tight because of the fact that they don't want a further attack. Um, I haven't that hasn't been fully vetted yet. We're going to check that out. Uh, and th- as we get news, we'll obviously bring it to the audience. But as far audience, as the kids go, audience. the audience, we're going to bring it to the audience. But yeah. in all fairness to, to the kids, regardless of what your country is doing, you know, and who who runs your country and how corrupt they are, it's got nothing to do with innocent life. And I think what we've seen over the past, you know, I would say five years, you know, with what. You know, what's happening in Afghanistan right now is mimicking what's happening in Ukraine. I mean, we've got... Explain me. Explain that to me, too. Why do people care about Ukraine, but they, they've They don't forgotten. give a crap about Afghanistan. I'm like, guys, it's the Why same not? thing. I'm like, we have get people... Some bones here. You're right. I mean, it's unreal. You're 100% correct. That's why we've been the only show counting it down. You go ahead. To give you the last thought. I heard you. No, no, thought. that's it. I'm sure the audience has plenty to say. Doug in California. What's up, Doug? Um, thanks for letting me... Um, jump in on the Ukraine situation. The, the Neville Chamberlain's proclamation of peace in our time has been replaced with Putin's doctrine of one peace at a time. And I think everybody is to blame for this. And this is the result of years and years of bipartisan appeasement. What Bush did in 2008 with Georgia is no better than what Obama did in 2014 with Crimea. And quite frankly, if Putin this time had just stopped with the Donetsk and, and Luhansk eastern regions of the Ukraine, oh, it would just be business as usual. We'd all be wringing our hands and doing absolutely nothing about it. So let's go through this and, history. So in 2008, you're talking about Georgia. In 2014, Putin annexes Crimea. Uh, then he sets up uh, Belarus and, and Moldova as satellite Soviet states. Okay. By the way, there's an invasion now coming Belarus, very close to the capital, Kiev, right? So they're going to use that as their launching ground. They're going to get Kiev. Vladimir Putin is, you know, all these people, I and I'm very, very, very inspired by the Ukrainians fighting. I really am. But the bottom line is I don't see this murdering dictator unleashing hell, and he's only he's only used a small portion of his military might if he unloads on them, it's over. And now, can there be an insurgency with, with javelins and even uh, we can go back to the Stinger missiles that we provided the Mujahideen? Uh, yes, I believe in, an, in a really vibrant insurgency could do a lot of damage to Russia. But I'm telling you, this is a David and Goliath, and these guys are sitting ducks. And if this guy you know, starts carpet bombing Kiev, you know, God help everybody. And, he's, and he seems pretty hell-bent on doing it. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I, I think, you know, in the short term, what's happening in the Ukraine is, is you know, tragic. But the longer-term problem is Europe's dependence and our dependence on the oil and gas in Russia. And all the pundits over the weekend were talking just about production, production, production. The problem is there's just not the political will on the other side to just do a straight give. And I think there is an opportunity for national security hawks and environmentalists to work together. They both have to give. And the only way it's going to happen is if tomorrow in the Republican response, the Republicans propose massive tax credit for solar panels to decrease energy demand in exchange for environmentalists agreeing to open the spigot for a surge in U.S. energy production. If we can make demand go down at the same time that production goes up, 
we can drive the price of oil and gas just straight down into the floor. And that's the only way to beat these tyrants is to take away their wallet. Uh, I agree completely. And that's why all of these sanctions combined are meaningless without the real sanction that matters. And that is importing and exporting energy. And they're unwilling to put that sanction in place for selfish reasons. And I'll tell right. you, and, uh, you know, if history is any guide, that what happened after Crimea, when it was annexed, nothing. So there's there is no incentive for Putin to stop. Now, if we get to um, Lithuania, um, if we get to Estonia, if we get to the Baltics, Latvia, now now we got another issue, and that is oh well, Article Five kicks in in terms of the NATO alliance. An attack against one is an attack against all. And I'm not convinced. I can't say with any confidence today that NATO has the stomach to do what would be necessary at that point. That's frightening, too. Thanks, Doug. Appreciate it. Barbara, South Carolina. What's up, Barbara? Hey there, Sean. Thank you for having me today. Thank you. Sean, I was, um, thank you, sir. I was born in Communist Cuba. I came here legally in 1969, and we we came on the uh, freedom flights that Lyndon Johnson enacted, and the purpose of that was because of the Cold War and Cuba's proximity to the United States, and they wanted to brain drain Cuba. And it, it worked, it, and it brought me and my fa- and half of my family here. As a matter of fact, Castro denied my mother's visa and three other kids, uh, our three siblings, and they had to stay behind 23 years. So they stood in line to come here legally. I'm not going to go on the border situation right now, but, you know, we paid the price to come here legally. But what I am seeing here in America very clearly, everyone calls them socialists. They are communists. Let's call it what it is. Those democratic socialists of America is an offshoot of the Communist Party USA. Biden knows what they need to do. They need to open up the pipeline, but he's not going to do it because I believe Putin is not our number one enemy. Biden and his administration, I'm going to say it just as it is. I see it. He and this administration Look, is our number one enemy. When I wrote the book in 2004, it took a lot of heat because of the title. It was Deliver Us From Evil, Defeating Despotism, Terrorism, and Liberalism. Because if you have, if you elect an appeasing party and put them in office, this is the result. (laughs) Weakness incurs aggression. You need the policies of peace through strength. And this is, this goes right to the heart of my narrative, which is being a conservative works. And that's why I support conservative policies, liberty, freedom, capitalism, our constitution, lower taxes, less bureaucracy, constitutionalists on the bench, law and order, uh, school choice, energy independence, secure borders, free and fair trade, peace through strength. Am I really, I can reduce it to that. And those policies, when implemented, be it Reagan or be it Trump, every single time we prosper and our enemies fear us. You know, Gorbachev and, and Russia the former Soviet Union, they feared Reagan. They really feared, they had a genuine fear of him. Donald Trump, they fear even more because they think he's so unpredictable. Who knows? He's capable of anything. That kept Putin in check for four years. Notice, Crimea happened under Biden-Obama, and it nothing happened under Donald Trump. And Donald Trump, I've, I've talked to him, interviewed him many times about, well, tell me more about Putin. I want to know more. I want to learn. And, and he's given me the straight scoop. And he was not hesitant to tell Putin, I'm not going to take your crap. 
Just like he told the Taliban, the Taliban didn't march, you know, from the south to the north up to Karzai International Airport unimpeded because they were told that if they move one inch, that they were going to be blown to smithereens. The first thing Trump said, I wish I hope history at some point releases these conversations because I think it'll blow people's minds. And and I've known Trump for 25 years. Oh, Hannity talks to Trump and everything and was just shouldn't be allowed to talk to Trump. Oh, I shouldn't be able to talk to the president of the United States. And I do three hours on radio, an hour on TV. And if he's willing to take my call, I shouldn't talk to him. Uh, I think that's dumb. Um, anyway, God bless you, Barbara. Appreciate it. You know, you got to pray for these families. Got to pray for these innocent people. Because if if his back is against the wall, I, I predict a slaughter and evil in our time that will shock the world. I think this guy is capable of all of it. And we're impotent in dealing with it because they're unwilling to give up their addiction to his oil and energy. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Full, complete coverage of what's going on in the on the ground in Ukraine. Uh, our reporters are there. We'll give you a full report. Bill Hemmer at the big board tonight. Uh, Dan Hoffman, General Kellogg tonight. John Ratcliffe tonight. Uh, Senator Joni Ernst. Uh, we'll get an update on from our friends at Gas Buddy about the high price we're paying at the pump and a Ukrainian brewery that's making Molotov cocktails. The guy doing this will join us from Ukraine. It's all coming up. Nine Eastern, set your DVR. Hannity, Fox News. We'll see you tonight. Back here tomorrow. Thank you for making this show possible. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details.